You want to hear something really funny? If God hadn't called me out of the dregs when I was 18 and showed me he loved me and healed me, I would have been one of those flaming feminists that I'm always <laughs> cracking about. <laughs> I really think I would have. You know, I've been clearing these placards, let's hate men. <laughs> Radical feminists have degraded women. They have degraded women. They're supposed to hold them up, but you haven't. You have degraded every woman in this country. And our lady who is a woman, she is the one. Not a prince, not a king, not a man, a woman shall crush the head of Satan and he will be bound in hell forever and ever to come back because of that one woman. Andrew Breitbart once stated, politics is downstream from culture, but what is upstream from culture? Where do we draw our morality, our traditions, our values? Well, Western civilization can trace most of it, not if not all of it, back to one man, and that is Jesus Christ, who is not only man, but also divine, and who famously stated, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But in a time of social media where phrases like, you only live once, love yourself, do you, boo, whatever makes you happy, fuck the haters, and that's my truth exist, one has to ask, as a culture marching down this path of narcissism, are we becoming more enlightened or have we once again fell victim to the forked tongue of Satan? God bless you guys and get ready to go deep. I used to love podcasting, but I got out of it because everybody and their mother has podcasts. Ever since I stopped podcasting, I've moved out. I moved back into my parents' house. I'm in my parents' basement, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm also a struggling comedian. So, you know, a struggling comedian doing a podcast from his parents' basement, it's like unheard of. It's No one's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I feel, like, I feel like I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? We are live. Welcome to Sam Cat and Zero's Underground America, the best in the West, a show that brings you a street-level view of the United States, taking you deep into the topics that should matter the most to Americans. I'm your host, Sam Cat and Zero, and with us tonight is a young man who I have nothing but respect and admiration for. He has definitely been influential on my road back to Catholicism. Please give it up for Catholic stud and apologist, Pine Sap. Sam, it's good to see you, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. We were just talking. Uh, it, we, this almost didn't happen. We were just kind of going back and forth and everything. So, uh, so yeah, no, I've, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. You have, I have quoted you more than anybody that I have met in the faith, met like personally. Wow. Right? It, it, yeah. We, just the one podcast that we did together on Murder the Media um, I, I have quoted you more and then I've taken certain things that you've said during that podcast and it's helped me kind of go, uh, you know, put on my scholar cap and, and go and go deeper. So I know I, I really, I really want to thank you for that because I, I was actually in a debate with a Protestant 
And I must have quoted you like 50 times. Well, yeah. I, dude, thank you so much. That that's very humbling. Um, you know, any any good that you see in this center comes from Almighty God. So, you know, praise be His name. I'm 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 so glad that you know you could use the smallness that I am to do you know something right. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I, I dude, I mean that's that's awesome. And I, you know, the first time we talked on that podcast, that was just such an excellent, wholesome conversation. We were just talking as friends. Yeah. Uh, you know. Only the camera happened to be rolling, but we had such a great conversation back and forth. And, it, you know, in some sense, I almost wonder if it was a little bit of divine providence from Almighty God that the first episode that that you wouldn't have been on didn't get recorded. Didn't get recorded. And then Mike and Carl, they asked me to come on. So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, every, everything happens for a reason. He's got, you know, we're we're at the other side of the tapestry. You know, we can't see the, the grand design. So, uh, it's it's great, man. It's great to have you on. Uh, guys, make sure if you are watching us, joining us on Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble to comment down below. We will be jumping into the comment sections, and we want to hear from you. Um, Pine Sap, you, you came back to the faith, and this, I think, is we're, – we're just going to dive right into this. After me coming back into the, into the faith, it's almost like the blinding light has been removed. The cobwebs have been removed. And I don't share this with, oh, I'm starting to share it more with a lot of people. I don't say that I was raised Catholic anymore. I say that I am Catholic. And the, the crazy thing is, is being, being a comedian and, uh, you know, people that know me and that know my history, they're like, what? Like you, you pray to sky daddy, like you, Sam, like, well, what's going on with you, man? Uh, like I was just having drinks with my, with my buddy, uh, Tony last night. And, and he was, and he was like, wow. Like he was kind of like looking at me like, you're, you're really, you're really into this. And I think you can catch a lot of people off guard. Have you found with your own conversion that you're kind of blowing some people's minds? I think so. In some sense, I oftentimes think about how really like with the path that I was down Honestly, it was such a toss-up of what direction my life could have gone. Because, I, I mean, I sometimes think that, you know, not maybe like like an Antifa member or whatever, but I sometimes think that because of my background and, and kind of the, like, liberal Episcopalian culture I grew up in, that I very much would have kind of followed suit, right? And, like, been kind of liberal, kind of, like, back east, you know, posh, like, you know, yeah, I've got like a wife and kids and stuff like that, but we, you know, vote Democrat and like, you know, just, just have kind of a, a lukewarm sense of, you know, faith and that sort of thing. And, and it was like something in me just moved completely the opposite way. Um, like I, I, you know, by all intents and purposes, the environment I was in should have, you know, just broke me and, and made me into its mold, but it like, it didn't. And I really think that it was God working in my life. I, you know, I still to this day can't remember what the moment was that changed it for me, but it was just sort of this, like, I, I, I got a taste for heavenly things and didn't ever want to turn back in some sense. And I think a lot of people were surprised because I used to be kind of like, oh, all, you know, all ideas are valid and everyone's got their own truth and stuff right. like that. And then now, you know, you go from that to the, now just like, no, everything's objective. There is one truth. There is one God. Yeah. He is Lord. He loves you and he wants you to be with him forever. And I, I, I don't regret any moment of it. It's the least, 
regrettable thing I've ever done in my life. And the thing I'm the most proud of, even, you know, more than becoming an Eagle scout or graduating or anything like that. Yeah. It, amen to that. I, honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's tough because, you know, when I started saying there is no gray area, a lot of the time there it's, it's black and white. There is one truth. There's not your truth. There's not my truth. There is the truth and there's the way and the life. And I, it's not, I'm not trying to be judgmental of people. When I say that I'm, I'm telling them this because that it's real. It's the truth. They need to hear it. It's like, it's like a parent telling their kid, Hey, you're being bad. Like, don't, don't do that. I was bad. And I, and I don't, and a lot of people, they, they, they shy away from it or they get angry of it. It's almost like they get burned by it. And it, it takes me back to like in Dante, Dante's Inferno, the people in hell, hellfire is burning them, but hellfire is not really like a fire down there. It's God's light trying to penetrate them and they, they're turning away from it. Mm. And, and they're, they're saying that it burns because they're not accepting of God, which brings us into like our main topics and stuff like that uh, tonight, which are going to be about Satanism, especially in Hollywood. And it's all around us. And this is one thing when the cobwebs were removed for me, I started seeing it more and more and more. And I started seeing the devil in more things and a lack of God in, in all these things. And it's, um, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep. That's what we do here on Underground America. Guys, make sure if you've not already subscribed to us over on YouTube, Rumble, follow us on Facebook. Also, if you like the show, invite your friends to follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Also, Murder the Media on Rumble and Beyond FM. You can always check out our website, undergroundamerica.tv, because after all, we go deep. So you sent me uh, Demi Lovato, and she has a new album out called Holy fuck. I'll, I'll just say it. Holy fuck. And uh, it's spelled F-V-C-K. Uh, go ahead and take a look at this. The album is called uh, Holy F. Holy no, it's called Holy Okay, all right. All right. Well, that, anyway, that, anyway, let me... Um, the title track of the album is called Holy And the song was basically... I wanted to flip the, the phrase Holy on its head and instead of just saying holy i wanted to write a song that says i'm a holy and it's definitely a sexually charged song the title of the album is holy f now what's extremely interesting about this album guys the symbolism in it because the title is holy f but instead of f-u-c-k it's f-v-c-k now this tells me that that this isn't just a simple jab at all Christians. It's specifically a jab at Catholics because the V is actually symbolic of a U in uh, Latin. So the letter U didn't come until later on. So we have the V, which is like mocking the Latin. So we all know that the, the Western Rite of the Catholic Church is called the Latin Rite. It's, it's the Latin, the Ecclesial Latin is the basis of uh, almost all church teaching. It's essentially not only blaspheming our Lord on the cross, but also blaspheming the uh, also blaspheming the the language of the church. So, what are your reactions to seeing Demi Lovato, you know, posing basically as as a bastardization of the image of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, on the cross? 
You know, there's a lot of different thoughts that come to mind when I see something like that. For one, it it always has to represent a deviation from what God offers us, essentially, right? Because Demi Lovato, if I'm following her train of thought correctly, there's this kind of depiction a lot in music and media that things, especially like sex or the flesh, are sources of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost this kind of n- not uh, Gnostic idea that if somehow I, you know, have the, the you know, uh, part of my French, but the orgasmic experience of sex, well, that's, that's like heaven, right? Oh, that's right. the best thing of all time. Um, and it, and, it, and it is, it is a good feeling. Like, like it phys- physically wise, it is a good feeling. Um, and that's why so many people, so it's, it's like absolutely. really hard to, after, after you have that feeling, it's really hard to, to go back from it. It, it, it is addicting. It is. And, and one of the things about sexual addiction and the obsession that we have with the flesh is it's never enough right? There's this idea of like, I always need more, or I always need my next hit, like you're on drugs, essentially, right? And it it becomes almost a coping mechanism for living in a very painful predicament, right? Where suddenly it's it's trying to put a a band-aid on a more deeper issue, which is oftentimes just simply the lack of God, right? Um, G.K. Chesterton I believe had a quote that once went something along the lines of the man who knocks on the brothel door is actually seeking God. Right. And it's because what he's trying to find is he's trying to find a sense of fulfillment and, and freedom. He's trying to find heaven. And, and, and he's, he's thinking that he's going to get it from a, a stripper or a, or a prostitute, but it's not for him. That's not, that's not it. It's you know, not. He's only going to dig himself deeper you know, into the ground, so to speak, you know, closer to hell and away from, away from God. 100%. And, you know, I, I was reading the other day, I actually just got, um, and I, I highly recommend this book. I, I mean, it, it like touched parts of my heart that I didn't know existed, but, um, there's this old, old, old text called the book of Gomorrah by St. Peter Damien. And it was actually like his struggle to like reform the church essentially because there were so many sodomites and like evil, evil, evil abusers in his time in the church. But in, in at least two chapters of the book, he it's solely dedicated to weeping for the person who has fallen to filthy lusts of the flesh. And he says, I weep for you because you don't weep for yourself. He's like, you, you. Uh, fall further into this like chasm of deep you know entangling in the flesh and you don't see how this is binding you this isn't freeing you by any means yeah it's 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 satan's forked tongue at work where they you know it 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 seems like freedom it seems good It, it feels good this is not good for you though uh, and, and it's, it's that forked tongue. It's, it's saying one thing and then leading you down another path. It's amazing that, uh, if you, if anybody knows Demi Lovato's history, um, it's, it's, I shouldn't say amazing. It's not that far fetched 
that Demi Lovato would now turn to almost a satanic route like this. She has been addicted to drugs. She has, she has been in and out of rehab. I know that there, I, I, I believe that there is sexual assault in her, uh, in her past. I know, you know, being, being in Hollywood, uh, as a, as a young girl and stuff, I know that she has experienced some trauma and I think that, and I know that she's she's been on the transgender thing. She's she said that at one at one point she's a woman. Her pronouns are he, uh, she, her, whatever. And then another point, oh no, her pronouns are different. So she goes back and forth. This is somebody who is really, really, really just hurt and broken, and and she's so far away from God, and now she mocks God, and she she looks at her vices as virtues. And, and she's just digging herself deeper. Same thing as, you know, a, like a, a man, you know, with a heroin addiction or with alcoholism or something like that. This is this is her. And it doesn't help that she is in Hollywood and she's surrounded by other people that believe this and that that it's basically a business that uh, profits on depravity. And godlessness. And they're they're just they're just, you know, an anchor that are bringing her down with them. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sam. You hit it on the head because with Demi Lovato and this whole idea of her a really sort of addiction playing a central role in her life and that movement away from God, people suddenly become very bothered when they see the things of God and they're enraptured in that, right? A good example is, or, or, or not so much a good example, but think about the position she's in. Does the does the, the the church really have any sway in Hollywood? No. no, we're a minority in this country. We're a minority in media, right? Christianity, make... Christianity is a minority in 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 Hollywood. Not just, not just Catholicism, not just not just the head, but the rest of. I mean, you if you come out as a Christian, you are isolated. Absolutely, it's, it's crazy. You know, they talk about Judaism. Judaism's all over Hollywood and this and that. But the Judaism de denies Jesus Christ. It does. That's, that's the thing. And yeah, Jesus is, they, they do not want Jesus. It reminds me of demons and they're, they're shunning away. They're shunning away from God and uh, because of his power and his awesomeness. And when all these people have demons, they, they tend to do that. They tend to, to turn away. Absolutely. It's, it's suffering from, uh, you know, really the disease that, uh, anti-logos creates right and and we've talked about what logos is right mm -hmm. this idea that you know in in the gospel of john the beginning it says you know in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the wor word is god well that word word is more properly rendered as in the greek logos which literally means like meaning being like the whole reason we're here right that that jesus is not simply just a being in existence but he is being right nothing it's, yeah, exists. It's the essence the essence of creation absolutely yeah. and 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 this is why in hollywood and with the anti-logos attitude of hollywood they have to corrupt and pervert everything because they can't make anything everything has to be a critique of what is good right so mm -hmm. If nuns or priests are depicted in movies, it has to be like nunsploitation films where it's like the nuns are actually secretly repressed lesbians and they, right, they need right. to act out their feelings. Uh, the priests are like, you know, 
sex abusers and hit the bottle and are never holy or, or, or sacred, but they're only holy or sacred. Notice if they break from the line of the church, right? So if it's a priest that's like very liberal and thinks like, oh, the church is wrong on like homosexuality and contraception and abortion and stuff like that, suddenly they're a hero in the movie, right? Because right. like Lucifer, they say, non servium, I will not serve. I will not serve these things, you know? And like what, like the once bearer of light, they, they, they see him as this beautiful angel, this, this, dissenting priest is this beautiful angel of light you know wearing the collar but telling god i will not serve and because of that he be it, he becomes his own god then absolutely and, yeah and you know the, the first commandment when it says i am the one true god you shall have no gods before me it's not necessarily oh you're going out and worshiping zeus or something it's it's more so hey on sunday if you choose to go to football you choose to go to the football game and not to mass football just became your God. Absolutely. You, you put football above God. It's not saying that you don't believe in God. It's that you're, you're putting this above it. You know, you put, you put sex, you put masturbation before God. Well, that is your, that is your God. Then you're violating the, you're violating the first commandment. And I, I feel like a lot of these people in Hollywood, it's, it's money, it's power. It is, sex you know sex addiction all that all that drugs this there's so many things that get put before god and it, it's it, it leads you to damnation absolutely it it just destroys you and the thing with it is is you see you know all the adrenochrome and touch-ups and makeup and plastic surgery can't hide the physical manifestation of their interior suffering you see it on a lot of these actors faces like they despite sometimes being young they look old they look aged mm -hmm. they look haggard and it, it's it's really because they've destroyed themselves interiorly and that reflects on their exterior right mm -hmm. you know this this feeling or, or, or this this view is not so much one of just mere physical beauty like oh hey that's the cute girl at my school or something like that but it's it's a deeper manifestation of you know th this idea of, of beauty beauty and sub, uh, sublimity in the human form right manifesting that when there's ugliness inside of you it breaks through to your physical appearance and so no amount of cosmetics and touch-up can make that go away yeah yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird. I I see a lot of um, it's almost like this package that I see um, women that don't believe in God that say that they're spiritual and not religious. Oh yeah, and uh, it's they they cut their hair short sometimes. They dye their hair all crazy different colors. It not we're not talking we're not talking getting it colored like you know this girl that I'm talking to. She she dyes her hair blonde, you know, different shades and stuff like that. But it's never she's she's never going like out there. She's never going outrageous like blue or purple or something like that. I'm seeing that that's a pattern like the blue and the purple. I'm seeing that another thing that's in the package. It's uh like the the bull rings. Oh yeah, on the nose. And all, all these all these different piercings and shit, all these different tattoos to the point where it just becomes excessive. They're not even good looking. 
it's it's just you know you're just tatting up you're this that blah 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 obesity i feel like um just kind of doing whatever you want and a lot of it is a, a lot of them will say oh i'm spiritual i'm not religious or i know i'm a good person or i know like what what has god ever done to me yeah i read the bible it doesn't make any sense there's their lack of depth is it's it's just it's asinine you know they they think that they're a lot deeper than what they are uh, but it's almost like you get this cookie cutter and that the spirit then comes out into the physical appearance. Absolutely. And next thing you know, they don't want to shave their armpits because they, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to shower. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They're almost like hippie. Like their, their feet are all dirty from walking barefoot all day. And it, I'm not, I'm not getting on people that, you know, for, for these things, but you really have to ask where is it all coming from? Is it coming from a lack of faith? Is it coming from, you know, the interior is now affecting the exterior? And in the same way, exterior could it could affect interior all the time. Uh, if you're if you're constantly around strip clubs, you know, uh, eventually you're gonna sin. There's there's no if, if you're looking at naked women all day, the exterior is gonna affect your interior relationship with God, and. Yeah, it, it's um, it's crazy. You you brought up like certain examples. I'm gonna play you this clip, and this is all what's going on. By the way, guys, comment down below. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God right now? If you believe in God, comment down below. And I want the people, the people that that don't believe in God, you know that they're gonna be the loudest. The people oh, yeah. that do believe in God, sometimes they just go, "Oh yeah, I don't need to say anything." No, shout it out. Shout it out, guys. Whether you do or whether you don't, shout it out. Uh, we'll be jumping in the comments. Uh, I'm gonna play this for you, Pine Sam. This is uh this is just in Hollywood right now, uh, in media, and just take a look. So, like this is Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys, very, very satanic. Um, and he's he's singing uh the the one song like daddy uh body shop or i forget, I forget exactly the melody with it oh but, um, is, yeah is this is a song i hear in the gym all the time playing yeah I yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb song, daddy's gonna, this is a uh, little nas x oh. uh this is little nas x in one of his music videos uh getting sodom uh, by satan uh, I, I know I, I should have warned you before, before we, uh, play this is uh, okay. Here's what you're saying about priests and nuns. This is the Chucky movie and it's Chucky and he's going to strangle a priest whose alcoholism and shit like that with, um, with a rosary. Uh, th these are all, this is, this is not, this is not old stuff. This is uh WAP Cardi B, the serpent. And then they go in through the door and now they're seduced and they're surrounded by serpents and they're giving into their, to their sexual desires. And, all that stuff. Um, this is this is Demi Lovato with with her new album, uh, Holy F, and she's you know this is a Sabrina uh, on Netflix. They constantly say Hail Satan all the time, and this is Lucifer, a popular Netflix show that I was actually into before I started going back to uh, Catholicism. Uh, but but all that all that stuff there. This is not old stuff this is new this is happening right, right. now and right. everybody says like oh you know i i had a i had a roommate and he said oh you know like sam he goes this is this that's not you know why can't they just express themselves just let them express themselves why why does there need to be a message involved just they, they that's what they want well why are they choosing that why are they choosing specifically lucifer specifically satan 
specifically all that. And, and we live in a society where it's me, me, me. I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to do whatever makes me feel good. And like we said, uh, sex, great feeling, great feeling. That's not it, though. That's not everything. That's not heaven. It may feel like heaven sometimes, but that's because you haven't really experienced heaven. You haven't really experienced the relationship between you and God. And you, so it, you, you, you're becoming your own God and your God is then pleasure, but it's empty pleasure. It's stuff that's not going to get you connected with, with the almighty. Absolutely. And, and, and no, no amount of doing it will ever make you feel good. Um, it's strange, but you almost think of the story of Sisyphus, right? From Greek mythology. And he's pushing up the boulder up, up the hill, each with the hope of the time that this time, this boulder will stay on the top and it always rolls back down. And what does he do? Does he ever, does he ever move away and say, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm going to keep rolling up this boulder for the rest of my life. Why, why not just stop rolling and realize I'm never going to get that boulder to the top of the hill. No, he keeps on doing it. He gets in this cycle. And that's what these people wind up doing is they get in this cycle thinking that there's going to be this, this end, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how they live their entire lives, that there's always going to be this end, that there's always going to be this stopping point or this okay point. And they almost become in everything addicted to the process that if we, if we reach its finality just leads to, I mean, just Satanism and nothingness, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the you know, it started first with like things like, uh, you know, homosexuality, right? Blurring the idea of that, that, you know, only a man and a woman can love each other in a romantic capacity. And then they, they started to relativize that and they're like, oh, but these people have these feelings and why can't they do this? And then most of society accepted that. And then now it's the transgender thing. And it's like, well, why can't a man be a woman and a woman be a man? Right. And, and then it follows down that path. And then now, goodness forbid, but I think the next thing is going to be, oh, why can't an adult uh, have a loving relationship with a child, right? Or a sexual an relationship. Yeah, a sexual yeah. relationship with a child or an animal. And they're doing that now. They there, are. Are, there are politicians in California. There's politicians all across the country. And, and these, are, these are minor politicians, but still they're politicians. They're elected officials that are pushing for uh, the, the age of consent to be lowered with, with children, with minors. And uh, there, there's a group that's trying to add in pedophilia to the LGBTQ plus community. And now they're, they're getting on people for calling them pedophiles. They're saying minor attracted persons. It's not their fault. And this and that. Um, yeah, you can have you can have uh, carnal desires of the flesh that are just absurd. Right. That, that are not right. in line with God's creation. That doesn't mean that you act on them. No, that, that doesn't, that does not mean that, that you act on them. And, and, uh, that's the thing, I, you know, ever since I, I've came back to this journey, I've, I've been dating, I've dated girls where they're like, okay, third date, like, you know, let's, why aren't we having sex? And I'm, and I just, I just say no. And they, they kind of, they kind of jaw drop to me that I, that I would say no, because I'm, it, I, I don't give off that, that, um, that vibe, right? Like I don't, I don't right. give off that, that virgin vibe, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where no, just because I, I want, believe me, I want to, but just because I want to, doesn't mean I should. 
And yeah, but but now in a society, everybody's going to that to the depravity. They're saying, oh, well, if you want to, just do you as long as it doesn't hurt me. But what about hurting your soul? What about hurting the people that you know that that are close to you? It's they're not they're not thinking straight. They aren't. They aren't. And it, and it is because um I I mean quite literally, uh uh again, I'll quote St. Peter Damien again, but he he has this whole line in the book of Gomorrah where he says sodomy physically closes like closes you off from god like it's the and, most and explain to everybody sodomy sodomy is uh, uh homosexual essentially homosexuality or any unnatural sex act that okay. does not uh involve the procreative act so bestiality is a form of sodomy. yes yes okay. it would be or or even adultery if, would be a, a form of sodomy uh, well, adultery, not necessarily depending on, and, and not to be gross, but yeah. if you're, let's say, if you're making the normal contact, you know, slot A goes into- If you're going B, in the back door. Right. Gotcha. If you're going in the back yeah. door or using other parts that shouldn't be used that way, then that would be sodomy. Gotcha. And it- Like it oral, was, oral sex and all that. that yes. Would be, that would be sodomy. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Um, and, 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 and the thing about it is- the reason it's so heinous is because you're you're using something. You, you, well, you're using someone, right? You're using someone as a masturbation tool, right? And you know, I mean, you can even do that even if um, all the correct parts are going where they need to. If you're using contraception, or even, and I've even gotten onto some Catholics about this because I've seen this recent trend on. Um, you know, social media with some Catholics, like being like, oh, well, you know, Catholics are anti-sex, right? Oh, well, Catholics are anti-sex. And it's like, well, yes, we're not. But like, it doesn't mean that when you get married, you're like, I'm just going to blow my load every day into my life. <laughs> like, like, excuse my language. But like, yeah. I I'm like, dude, really? Like have some self-control, you know, like, right. like it's about like the beautiful thing about uh, uh, sexual relations with your wife is like, making the you know these beautiful children that will grow up and be like wonderful children of god it's not just this like well honey i've got to scratch the itch so why don't you you know why don't we go make another or something like that i'm yeah. like the way that some people talk about it i'm like dude you've you've transferred i'll i'll, I'll pop off again if you don't mind me sam you've yeah. you've transferred your porn addiction now to your wife right you've treated your wife like a whore Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I forget what Deacon, he was on Pints with Aquinas and he said that, uh, and he, you know, he had a parishioner that was saying, oh, I wanted sex for my wife one night. And she says, no, I'm not in the mood or whatever. And he goes, I got really frustrated. And the Deacon says, so did you go and take care of it on your own? Like, did you go and masturbate? And he's like, well, yeah. He goes, all right, you just treated your wife like a whore because you got, you, you, you still took care of it yourself. All you, all you were treating her was, was as a masturbation tool. That was it. Yep. And, and that's, and, and listen, I've, we've all, we've all done this. We've all, like, if you've been sexually active and stuff like that, I've done this with women. Women I know have done this with me. It, this is, it's, it's everywhere. And it, it's especially in Hollywood. You hear about all these sex scandals going on in Hollywood. You hear about, oh, well, one, you know, one week this actress is dating this actor. Or, you know, Jennifer Lopez has a new husband every, you know, couple of years or whatnot. And uh, it, it just goes, it just goes back and forth. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of it is pride. 
Absolutely. And I think, I think the, the next question that I'll ask everybody is, are you spiritual or are you religious? Do you consider yourself spiritual or do you consider yourself religious? Comment down below. We want to hear. It doesn't matter which one you are. Say it. Are you spiritual or are you religious? And the thing is, is I, a lot of these, a lot of these people say that, oh, I'm spiritual. I believe that something's out there. I do this. I do that. But spiritual for me is just a, 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 a substitute for I'm prideful Absolutely. because you're picking your own religion you're cherry picking your own your own beliefs your own morals your own morality like oh well i i give money to a homeless person that means i'm that means i'm a good person but you might be sleeping with somebody who you know is is going through divorce right well that's still married right so all right well well i didn't mean it like they they are divorced like that and it, you just go on like that and i think it gets i think it gets very very prideful and these people in hollywood you know, they have thousands, if not millions of people subscribe to them or following them on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or whatever, going to see their movies, you know, uh, paparazzi coming at them in the streets. It's really hard not to think sometimes you're God in that situation. We've never been there. You know, I got all tens of listeners on this podcast, but like, but it's it's really hard at some point to not think, you know what? I'm going to call my own shots. God, screw, you know, screw that. I've I've gotten to where I am because of me, and I there there all these people are worshiping me. All these people are bowing down for me. I'm hot. I'm sexy. I'll I'll do whatever I want. I'm I know I'm a good person deep at heart, and it's it's just prideful. And they 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 blanket it with this term spiritual, and spiritual means jack shit. They can't even describe it. They can't define it. So I, you know what it, it, it's a repeat of it's um, you know, around the turn of the turn of the enlightenment, the guys who would call themselves the deists. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, deism was this idea that like, Oh, there's a God, but I don't know if he's really interested in us. And if he is, you know, how can we know anything about him? Right. right. You know, maybe, he just created all of humanity and the whole earth and then just checked out and left. And, you know, really, as, as you said, Sam, it was used as a means for, for man to create a known edifice of his reality and of existence and say, you know, oh, well, my truth, my truth is that all these things are the case. And, um, you know, that, that Christianity is false and Catholicism is false. So I will turn away. Uh, you know, one person, I mean, one of our founding fathers, unfortunately, was very much this way, Thomas Jefferson, right? He had the Jefferson Bible, which was literally just the Bible removed of any sort of, you know, uh, miracles and, and the divine nature of Christ. And it was just meant to be like essentially a good secular humanist, you know, novella, right? Where it's like, oh, just be generally nice to people and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it says, but he puts his name on it. It's just like, oh, it's yeah. just like Luther, you know, Luther named the religion after himself and, uh, and, and he became God and he started picking, well, no, read this. You know, he took out, he took out books and he says, well, that's cause it, but at what point, why, how are you making the call? It's the, the religion of man. It's not the religion of God. It's the religion of man. And I feel like nowadays everybody just does that. I blame MySpace. I really do. Uh, <laughs> just because everybody like they think that they're so unique, but it's no, no, you're not. You're not unique. You're not spiritual. Uh, you're you're not. Don't don't act like you're this deep deep person. You're just vain. You're selfish, and you want to live life how you want to live life, and uh, against the natural order of things. That's that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. You're just selfish. That's it.
Absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's the first, it's the first thing that we did in the garden when our parents fell, right. Was we decided to be selfish. And when, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, there is a distinct quote that I remember, and I can't re remember what saint that said this, but there was this idea that if Adam and Eve had ate of the apple and in their shame had said, what have we done? And they had gone to God and they had fessed up and just said, God, I have sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you. Yeah. And, and I admit my folly, God would have forgiven them. Right. What they did, what they did is they turned in on themselves and they thought about God's going to punish us, Eve. Let's go hide. They, yeah, they, they hid from God and then Adam accused Eve and, you know, he, he, you know, Adam, what a, what a weak, weak guy he was. Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, you know, everybody, everybody talks about Eve. I always like to say like, you know, anytime I'm on a, you know, uh, my girl and I were going for like, you know, dinner or something like that. I like to joke around and I like to say, Hey, uh, you know, the reason why women have such a hard time uh, picking where to eat is because the first woman that had picked something to eat for all of humanity doomed us. So it's like, you know, but but it was really Adam. Adam was a weak, weak man. He, you know, he saw the serpent talking to Eve and instead of being the man of the household and saying like, hey, get away from her. Like, screw you, you know, punching a snake in the face. You know, he just he kind of just cowered and he let he let the you know serpent, you know, do uh, do whatever. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. If, if you go to God and you, and you confess and you say, Hey, look, I know I messed up. I, I know I messed up, but again, pride gets in the way. And all these people just say, uh, you know, no, 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 I didn't really mess up. That was, now it could have been a lot worse, you know, da, 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 da. um, yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. We're going to, uh, we're going to check this out real quick. So this is, so I want to get, I want to get to kind of you know, where we're at today in, in society, uh, all, all this stuff, we're talking about Hollywood. We're talking about, you know, more, more sex and stuff like that, but vice in general is everywhere. Sin is everywhere today. And Paul Harvey, who was a radio personality said this back in 1965. And he says, if I were the devil, and it was this famous sound bite that has been shared all throughout and it really listen to this people because if you go through this word for word this talks about how america is today how our secular culture is today and i don't know if paul harvey ever i know he was christian i don't know if he ever converted to catholicism do you ever convert to catholicism that you know of not as far as i know i i've heard this uh great rant that he went on several times but i i'd have to look up his biography to see if he converted yeah i i tried to i tried to like look it up the problem is is when you're on google and you type in like who converted to catholicism i guess google takes that as ah who's gonna care about that you know i mean you really <laughs> you really have to go deep for it but uh yeah guys let's let's take a listen to this if i were the devil if I were the devil if I were the prince of darkness I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree the so I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. 
To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. That is so powerful. It is. Especially today. And I, I was, I was, taking some notes here uh he talks about you know he, he if he was a serpent he'd whisper to you know he'd do exactly what he did if he whispered to eve do as you please which my truth do what you want do whatever makes you happy that's exactly what the serpent said to eve and if he was the devil he'd do that uh man created god uh you know how how many people that you ask atheists and stuff like that oh god is god is man-made god's man-made we we have to we have to uh you know we, we we have to we have to think that there's a sky daddy up there. That's good for some people, you know. If that gets gets them through the day, that's just that's just us. Uh, it's crazy. It is. It is, and and and, you know, it's so funny because they, the 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 people who kind of make the sky daddy comments and stuff like that. When you actually confront them on any of their counter claims to christianity and you address them in a very reasonable manner they they're highly illogical 
they don't care about logic. Yeah. They don't they don't care about empiricism. I mean, even even older atheists from back then, you know, I, I even have more respect for them because at least they intended to be logic based. Right. Right. You know, at least they intended to say, like, you know, well, uh, you know, I don't know if we could verify this miracle or something like that and had some sense of empiricism to what they say. But now people choose to not have faith in Jesus Christ purely out of the sourness of their heart, right? Yeah. And nothing that you show them convinces them because they don't want to follow Christ, right? No, and they and they use they use excuses that they really haven't thought through in depth themselves. Like I talk about I talk about Christ, I'm a follower of Christ, I'm a Christian, I'm I'm Catholic. And and then they say, do you know how many religions throughout history have had his same story? There have been religions throughout history with the same story. This isn't anything new. They've been doing this for years. And I go, well, which ones? Which which ones? Right. And then, and then they, they can't answer. Well, they well, can't. What, are, what are the similarities? What are the, some people say Buddha, but now it, like, it just, it, that's, that, that's, that's, you know, you go down that rabbit hole and stuff and you can clearly see the differences between Buddha and Christ. Um, it, but it's it, again, they, they haven't, they haven't done any depth on it. What, what religions they, they talk about? Oh yeah. Well, oh, in, in religions, you know, people have come back from, you know, the underworld and stuff like that, but they've never, they've never really said, I think they, they hear they hear something like that and then they think, oh, that sounds good. I'll use that to kind of mask my own shallowness on the subject because ultimately they don't want to follow God. They don't want to be told what to do. They, their pride is in the way. Uh, he said about like making literature uh, more uh, exciting than the Bible or than scripture and all this type of stuff. I think about Harry Potter. I, I used to love Harry Potter when I was younger and I mean, Harry Potter, you know, Dave, Dave, uh, was it Dave Chappelle who had a, who had a joke and he said, uh, JK Rowling, every time she writes a book, the Bible worries like, cause, cause Harry Potter was the number one selling book for the longest time. Next oh, yes. Bible. So he was, he was joking around and he was saying like, Oh, you know, every, every time she writes a Harry Potter book, the Bible, the Bible gets worried. Like, Oh, are we going to, are we going to be knocked out of our number one spot? You know, like this and that, but there is something to that. And you look at, you know, Harry Potter, what it promoted, it promoted witchcraft. It promoted, it promoted wizardry. It promoted, uh, incantations and spells. And, and there was a, there was a million kids and it came around, at the uh, the height of you know the pedophilia in the church, and I think a lot of people uh, turned away from God. Yeah, during that time. Yeah, no, I, no doubt. Because I, I, I mean, sometimes you know, one of the biggest things that Jesus leaves us with in the gospel is, you know, he brings a child next to him and he says, you know, he who scandalizes my little ones, it would be better that he had a rock tied around his neck and he was thrown into the sea. And that verse has so many implications because of the fact that the little ones are not necessarily always children. Absolutely, children are included in this, but it can even be people who, you know, are new to the faith, not well formed, what have you, and they see you know, uh, certain priests or prelates act badly. They see certain Catholics act badly. And if you want to give an atheist ammo, you know, it's not archaeology. It's not science or anything like that, because we rule the game on that. 
right? Right. With apologies. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Um, he talks about uh, he talks about deifying science. Yeah, and there's there's people say, well, I believe in science. You ask them, do you believe in God? And they say, I believe in science. Who do you think gave rise to modern day science, people? Look at your history. It was the Catholic Church that gave rise to modern day science. Not even the Catholic Church. It was Catholics. It was Catholics that gave rise to modern day science. And the church then took it, took that and, and ran with it. The, the, most of the hospitals in, in America are founded by Catholic nuns, by by Catholics, by devout Christians. Uh, the the modern day science, the Big Bang Theory, was cultivated by a Catholic priest. People, where this isn't this isn't religion versus science. It was always one and the same. The Catholics always looked at it as we are not disproving God. We this is bringing us closer to God. And they they deify science that it that it's a whole separate thing, and it's like no, you can't have science without God, because there is no morality in science. That's when you start getting the, you know, the Nazis of the world, where where they just start performing experiments on everybody in the name of science. Well, science doesn't have morality. Science does not have a way to be a good person. That's it. Um, it, it's sorry, I went on a little rant there. <laughs> no, you, you're right. And and I actually learned um, a, a really great philosophical idea behind exactly what you said, Sam, fairly recently, actually, because um, I my atheist contra atheist apologetics aren't really that great because I didn't grow up with it. So I've been trying to sharpen up a little bit in that area. And something that I heard someone profoundly say was uh, they, they referenced David Hume, uh, who was this like philosopher in like the 1700s. He he had this idea of like an is is not an ought. Mm-hmm. An is is not an ought, right? So like when when you 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 know you're talking about people who believe in science, right? But then I'm like, okay, so if I go kill that person, is that wrong? They're like, yes, and I'm like, well, why? Why? And they're, and they're yeah. like, and they're like, well, you know, it it would make their family feel bad. Who why? cares? Who cares? Who cares? Right? Because the is of you know making their family feel bad and stuff like that is not the ought of i should not ought or or, i ought not kill that person right um because once you subtract logos out of the equation everything is just you know shades of gray right yeah when you get rid of god it's there's no truth anymore there's none yeah right so, so even if someone has a negative reaction to something, that's that's just in 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 the atheist conception of the world, chemicals flooding your brain because you're having a survival response to the situation presented in front of you. That's it. Yeah, you know, there's no it not ought to be the case that at that point human human life has any dignity. And I mean, you know, uh, Leon Trotsky said this as much during the uh, you know. Uh, I, I believe during the, uh, you know, Red Revolution in Russia, where he said we need to depart with the, he call it the papist Quaker babble about the sanctity of human life. Because yeah. humans, in his view, were only stepping stones in the way of the greater liberation and eschatology of the revolution, right? So, you know, if if, if you have someone who's getting in your way of the salvation of of that that communism would bring... You just liquidate them because yeah, they're getting they're, in they're the way assets. of their goal. They're just assets. They're they're just they're absolutely. Just, they're animals at that point. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the the end justifies the means, and that's 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 what it does. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy that you say that because um, I, I talk to people, 
and I say, well, why is slavery wrong? You know, that, that are all pro-science and very liberal. Why, why is slavery wrong? Because it's, it's wrong. Why? Why? You know, you, you enslave a population, you got, free, you got free labor. That makes sense to me. And they're, they're like, well, and they, they almost look at me like I'm crazy. Just for the record, I think that slavery is horrible. But the, the thing is, is they kind of are sitting on the soldiers of giant or the, the shoulders of giants uh, as far as the, the Christians that fought to end slavery back in the day. And they're, they're, they're using their morality to justify slavery being wrong, which, which is great that you should, but they don't believe in God here in the future. So, Absolutely. so what is it? So the reason why they, the reason why slavery was outlawed and fought a bloody war against was because Christians believed it was wrong because God said it's wrong. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, and, and there were, there were bad people that claimed they were Christian that enslaved other people. They're not Christians. They're, they're, they're bad people. Like this is, they're, they're masquerading as Christians. Um, but people, people don't want to, people don't want to accept where their morality comes from. And in Western civilization, it comes from Christianity. Uh, speaking of which guys, uh, the next question is, were you raised Catholic? Were you raised Christian? And I'll add to it. What are you now? Do you consider yourself? I was raised Catholic. I'm a cradle Catholic, but I don't really practice. Hey, I'm a Christian and all that kind of stuff. Comment down below and make sure you subscribe to us over on YouTube, Rumble, follow us on Facebook. We're on Murder the Media, Beyond FM, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, the the la one of the last things that Paul Harvey said was he convinced if he was the devil, he would convince people, he would convince the young that marriage is old fashioned, swinging is more fun, and what you see on TV is the way to be. It reminds me of that. That whole quote reminds me of the show Friends. Did you ever watch Friends? <laughs> Funny enough, I actually tried to like I, I think two months ago because every oh, okay. every white girl I knew in high school was super into it, and I was like, "What do they see in the show?" I yeah. got two minutes in and had to turn the damn thing off. I, I I could not watch it. It was mind melting. I cannot watch it now. Since I came back to the faith, knowing what I do now, you know, after Stone Cold Steve Austin's, you know, music with the glass breaking and everything like that, uh, I, I cannot watch it now. That is the saddest show on the planet. Late 90s, early 2000s, American liberalism, no God, just godless. The show is just godless. The, the hookup, the hookup culture in New York at the time, just be, you know, sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Um, the, the, uh, they belittle intelligence. They, uh, it's, it's the, the character of Joey. I used to love the character of Joey, but I'm thinking, oh, this gluttonous bastard, this gluttonous, you know, horror, horror mongering, whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I'm just like, this is a sad, sad character. They're like, well, he's nice to his friends, but he does whatever the hell he wants to do. You know, like he, 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 uh, he kisses his friend's girlfriend. Like he, he hooks up with her. Like if you really, if you really take a, you know, step back and look that in Seinfeld, I, I love Seinfeld for the humor, but sometimes you're like, these are horrible people, but Seinfeld kind of makes the argument that they're or not even makes the argument. They, they say these are horrible people. Like at the end of the series, they all end up going to jail. Seinfeld says, yes, these are the bottom armpit of society. It, that, that's so, so you can kind of laugh at it, but friends, they hold it up. Like, this is how you should be. 
Oh yeah. These characters, you should, you should aspire to be like them. And no, <laughs> no. Just, no, not at all. Like just, just step back and look. And any, anyway, that's uh, yeah. Don't watch friends or, or, or do. And, and uh, just to, you know, see how, how bad it is. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's stupid, man. It is. Well, and, and the other thing is too, I mean, you know, there is a, there is a real strong effect with media, right. And the kind of influence that it has on us where, you know, it's like, if, if something's kind of depicted as normal, we then just accept it as normal. Right. right. And it could be the most outlandish thing in the world. Um, but like my mother will sometimes have like uh, kind of not daytime TV, but like the equivalent of it on like the streaming apps that she watches. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't agree with uh, most of the things I'm talking about, or she, she doesn't agree with any of the things I'm talking about here. You know, she likes the other plot points or whatever, but I'll notice in these shows, like they'll drop subtle things that like, they try to act like this is normal or like this is an injustice or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, it, it really is not right. Like, you know, there'll be, I, I constantly remember in these shows, they'll always put like some like young gay kid or whatever, who's like parents are like, you know, Billy, we we're trying to get you like help to not, you know, be gay and stuff like that. And they're like, isn't it an injustice that Joey's not allowed to express his homosexuality? I'm like, no, like, that's no. Actually, like, like that's completely normal. That's like, if that's like, if my kid had depression and it's like, isn't it an injustice if I allow him to if I don't allow him to continue to be depressed, it's like, no, dude, it's a disorder. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't I help my child? You know? Right. It's like, do you, do you want your, you know, child to be addicted to heroin? <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. No, you know, but, but again, it's these people that it's just ass backwards. They, they, they grew up without God. Oh yeah. And, and they don't know, they don't know how to do it. And I think a lot of it, a lot of times, I think the Catholic church in many ways, um, Catholics, um, that, that were, you know, in, in shepherd positions, priests or uh, lay people in the church. Cause I, I grew up in Catholic school. They did not teach it properly. They, they, they taught a small fraction of it. I don't think that they were properly catechized. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with a movement away from tradition. And uh, when, you know, all of a sudden then we entered the internet age, the age of information, uh, super highway and for a couple generations we weren't properly catechized then that's when you saw this apostasy away from this 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 uh this th these people leaving the faith absolutely yeah because because they because it was looked at hey my son's gay oh the catholic church doesn't accept him screw you i love my son we're going out instead of saying yes your son is gay your son has homosexual tendencies just like you probably have a tendency to want to masturbate to want to drink alcohol it's right. sin love the sinner we're not saying we're not saying don't love the sinner oh, hate, the, hate the sin and that's and that's the thing we all struggle with it but that was the first sign of celebrating sin you know, oh, you're out of the closet. Congratulations. You know, why were you in the closet in the first place? Why is there a closet? That's because deep down, we know, you know, from God, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I don't shout every time I have a weak moment and masturbate. Why? No. 
because I know it's wrong. And that should be between myself and God, you know, like that's, that's the thing. And, and these people it's again, it's pride getting in the way. It's they're just, it's me. I am what I am. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's my truth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's really sad. And like, I, you know, it's ironic because tomorrow I, I was going to, I was going to kind of stream on like liberal theologians that do like revisionist history. And like two of the most famous names in that category were like Alan Bray and John Boswell. Both were open flagrant homosexuals that dissented against church teaching. And they died at like 38 because they had, and I'm not trying to be crass when I say this, it's very sad that they passed away. They had AIDS. They yeah. died because yeah. they, they quite literally like what they were doing killed them. Right. But yeah. it's like, oh, but I'm the unloving one because I don't want those people to die and I want them to like live a life in Jesus Christ, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's not it's not anything where I'm like, oh, I'm glad they're dead or something like that. It's like like people aided and abetted that, like like it, it's like they had a gun to their head and people around them loaded the bullets and said, pull the trigger, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and that's and that's like what all of this is. Like it's it love the definition of love in all capacities in society today has been treated as sexual. Like, unless you, unless you have a sexual interest in someone, you don't love them or like love is just kind of generically being nice. But the true definition of love agape is wanting the absolute best for another person, wanting the absolute greatest for another person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll be, you know, fully transparent now, the the girl that I'm seeing, um, we about almost a year ago, we had hooked up sexually and uh, we stopped and part partially because I was I was just diving deeper and deeper and deeper into Catholicism and we still see each other now. And believe me, I, I want to I want I want to have sex, you know, Uh but she she confronted me not too long ago and she goes she was like i don't know why i keep coming back we you're not you're not satisfying me sexually i and and i've been i've been open with her why but she goes i i don't know why i keep coming back and she's gorgeous she could go out and find another guy but we basically go out and we have dinner or we'll have a drink and we talk and there's nothing really sexual. We'll, we'll like, you know, kiss on the cheek or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's nothing really sexual about it. And it's, I, I told her, I'm like, it's, it's something that's real. It's, it's real. We're, 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 you're feeling this realness and it's not, it's, it's um, not corrupted by the sex, you know, like we're not treating each other like whores. We're treating each other like human beings. And, and that's, and that's the thing. Uh, but not, not a lot of people have that. And will it work out? I don't know. I don't know. Eventually we're going to have to come to terms like, Hey, are you, are you a child of God? Like, are you, you know what I'm saying? Are are you, are you willing to turn back to God? Because that's, that's the ultimate thing. I can't, I can't, I can't be lukewarm. I either, I I either have to be one or the other. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to choose, uh, you know, eternal life. Uh, you know, I, I, I want God. That, that sounds pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things I'm going to, I'm going to, we're, we're almost, we're almost through this, this pine sap. This is uh, I know this is a marathon, not really a sprint here. No, I'm having a great time though. I, and if I'm quiet, it's just cause I'm listening. This no, is no, my no, style, no. you know, 
I'm, 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 the quiet, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a British descended kid, so I'm very like quiet and I take my time to kind of respond. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm Italian descended, you know? So it's like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk anybody's ear off anytime. Uh, <laughs> this is so we were talking about like homosexuality. And uh, I think that a lot of them, um, and again, this brings me back to Dante, where the, the hellfire is God's light trying to penetrate these people, and they just turn away from it. They say that it burns them because they don't want God. Here is a Christian pastor. He's not Catholic. He is, he is a Christian uh, apologetic uh, preacher, whatever you want to call him. And he is he's at a gay pride parade. And he is running around saying that Jesus loves you. Nothing bad, nothing bad. And turn away from sin. That, that's all he's saying. Mm. And the amount of people that, I mean, just take a look at this. God created man and woman to procreate and to be fruitful and multiply. Why are you saying, boo, boo, this is the truth. God bless you. You don't have a penis because that's man. You, you could have surgery to, to look like a woman, but you'll never be a woman. If, if you were born a man, then you're a man. If you were born with a vagina, then you're a woman. But we're confused. God bless you. Jesus loves you. But you must repent for the kingdom. Fuck you! God bless you. This man, we born that. Why do you hate God? You Fuck must God. repent. God bless you. You must repent. Jesus, he loves you. See, why you say love is love, but you say F you? You, you say God is love, but you say F you. That makes no sense. How is that love? That That's perversion. That's wickedness. It's evil. You don't have to live in your sin. You don't have to live in perversion and confusion. Because I used to be depressed. I used to have anxiety. I used to think that lust was love. But God is love. Jesus Christ is love. And he's calling you to repent of your sins for the kingdom of God is at hand. You need to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Go. You get Chill out. Go. Go. Chill out. Please. I believe that that same uh, kid that was that was out there saying that I think that he got pepper sprayed due to that instant. Uh, the the thing is is a, a the side that preaches tolerance and the side that preaches acceptance is not so tolerable and accepting when it comes to Christ or, or, or Christians, you know, promoting or, you know, spreading the gospel basically. And that, that to me is, you know, the, the fuck yous and the, the go fuck yourself and this and that, blah, 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 that they're, that they're yelling at him. It uh, reminds me of demons. Demons are fallen angels for, for everybody out there. They, they were in the service of God. They saw God. They, they, they saw God. Most people, they'll say, most people that, that aren't, that aren't, you know, Christian or anything like that, that aren't religious will say, well, show me God. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. But they say like, oh, if they see him, they'd follow him. These guys have seen them, have, have seen him. And the demons still fell. They still rebelled against him. And no matter what he was saying, you know, his word, they, they heard the word. They saw the word. And they were there at the beginning and they still said, F you. 
that's that's what it is. And that to me reminds me of that. There's all these people here and the, the kid's not preaching anything bad. He, he wants them to be saved. He wants them to be, uh, he, you know, he doesn't want them to sin. He doesn't want them to, to go into eternal damnation into hell. And they're yelling at him. And it, it, it's it's funny to me because all these people probably flew a Black Lives Matter sign, too. And he's black and they're telling him, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. You know, they're, they're, they're yelling at a black guy because they see him as a Christian first, which you should see him as a Christian first. But they're looking at it in the wrong way that Christians are wrong. Uh, and, you know, get get the hell out of there. So, yeah, it's um, it's crazy to me. Yeah, I, I well, I, and it goes to show, too, that their visceral reaction is such an attachment to their sin, right? Like you, you like a child having a toy taken away, you take away their special toy and they're all, you know, frazzled and angry. Right. And you just took away the most special Wait, thing in the world to them. And it's because to them it is. They form their identity around it. But the, the thing about it is, you, you know, sex really is so unfulfilling. It, it is. <laughs> It, it it's unfulfilling it'll never it'll never satiate your heart and that's why there are so many people who can go their entire life being virgins and if they're serving god they they feel more satisfied than a man who is sowed his oats everywhere right yeah, yeah. and and you know the, the 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 man and the woman created in the image of god recognizes this but something with the homosexual does not click right so they they know this interiorly because it's inscripted on our hearts but they think that like you know what like wow i'm so unhappy i'm on antidepressants i you know want to commit suicide every single day i feel completely unfulfilled completely unredeemed you know and and you know it has no connection to me embracing sodomy as my identity right no no connection there's no connection there even though that is the crux of what is holding them back you know proverbs talks about you know it's like a dog going back to its vomit right like this <laughs> idea if i do more of the thing that makes me rot inside my soul yeah. it's going to make me somehow feel better and it won't it never will yeah. right I, I love those examples. A child having his favorite toy taken away and a dog like eating his own vomit. Returning the, the his vomit. That, yeah, the stuff that he threw up in the first place. And a lot of these people and, and this is this is me. I was telling I was telling my mother this and I said, you know what? Uh because part of what led me to Catholicism was I started becoming more and more conservative. And then I ended up going back to Christ. And, and that's, and, and Mike, Mike Lassiter, who's, we've had him, uh, that's, we, we met on the, the one episode of, of blue bald and everything like that with Mike and Carl, Mike, Mike said on, on your way, you know, from conservatism, you will eventually, it's only a matter of time before you find Christ, before you, if you're seeking truth, it's only the matter until you come to the truth. And I told my mother, I said, a lot of my friends that are liberal are depressed or have anxiety have like are are just they're they're not functioning well and i know i know some conservative friends that, that are like that but the amount of people that i know that are liberal with depression and anxiety there's a lot of them through the roof through the roof and because and and all a lot of them deny god in some way shape or form 
And that's, that's the thing. And you're like, huh, hmm. maybe there's a pattern here. Yeah. You know, maybe you keep on eating your own vomit, maybe. And, and that's, that's the thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I, you know, I was going through a time where I was, I was struggling with drinking, you know, I, I didn't keep alcohol in the house at all, but I would, once I would go out, I wouldn't want to go home. Mm. I would be, I would be the party guy. Let's go. Let's keep this party going until next thing you know, I'm on the East side over here in St. Louis and which is all the strip clubs and this and that blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, you know, in a whirlpool of sin. And, and it was all, it was all due to that. And I always tried to do like, Oh, like a 30 day sober. Oh, you know, I'll hit the gym hard, you know, all this type of stuff. I always try to do a 30 day sober. I think the most that I got was 11 days. And then I went back to it and it wasn't until Lent this past year that I gave up drinking for Lent, that I tied it to God, that I tied it to Jesus Christ. And I did 40 days. And now I don't, now I don't really, I don't really have a drink. Like when I, it's like, I, like I have, I'll have a, you know, like I'll, I'll drink Sprite all day, you know, when we're out, maybe I'll have like two shots if somebody buys me, you know, and I'm a bartender, but it's, I, I've, I've said no to it a lot more and, and the strength that it was, you know, you know, you connect it with God. There is something to be said for that. And these people, uh, their, their whole identity, instead of being a child of God is their whole identity is their sin. So of course, when you take that toy away from them, they're going to throw a temper tantrum. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, they, they, when, when you, as, as you said, Sam, that idea of something precious being taken from them is so unimaginable. But what they don't realize is that 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 pearl rather is is like a rotted egg. It's not a pearl, right? Um, and 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 this is how a lot of sin is because in some sense, sin and vice imprisons us by making us believe that it's the solution, right? Um, I mean, there's a there's a great book. Um, uh, and, and I don't, I don't recommend all the methods of this, but I, I know a lot of people who have benefited from it called like the easy peasy method for quitting pornography. And one of the things that they talk about in the book is how essentially the idea that, that going back to it is going to make you feel better. Like you have to, you have to tie the knot off and cut that off. Because right. that idea is is totally fallacious. Like you're not going to feel better going back and going back and going back, right? Just like how a heroin addict doesn't feel better doing more heroin and shooting up more and increasing the amount. You just want more. You're never going to be satisfied. You'll you're never, never be, be satisfied. satisfied. Yeah, and that yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, with the heroin addict, you know, a guy that let's say let's say you know 100 percent happiness is that's the most happiness that you can ever feel, right? Physically. Um, heroin, your first hit of heroin might, and we, let's say we walk around at 50, we all walk around on average day. We walk around at 50% happiness. Uh, that first time you do heroin, that first time that you watch porn, that first time, whatever, that'll get you to 99.9999999% happiness. Great. You know, hundred percent is heaven. Okay. And this will get you the closest that you've ever felt. Guess what? Second time you do it, 98.9%. Third time you do it, 96.4. You're always chasing that first high. And it is an addiction. And you realize that this is not doing anything for me. This, this is actually, and now then the next thing you know, you're just taking it. You're just doing it so you can function at 50. So you can get to 50 to function. 
That's mm. it. Eventually you won't even get there. You you go into this depression. And and a lot of times it mirrors, you know, your um your your descent away from God as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you hit uh, you hit it on the head there. It's 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 ju then just like to try and establish equilibrium. You don't even get a high from it anymore. You don't even get like elation from it anymore. It's just to get through the freaking day, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that is, that is such a miserable way to live. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've, I've gone through it in some sense. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's very gut wrenching, you know, just, just like trying to get through the day, like, oh man, I need my next fix to feel like even just something for 0.5 seconds. And then it ends and you're, you're, you're back where you started actually worse than when you started. Right. Um, and, and I think the thing that, that does tie the knot, it's, it's the quote used a ton, but it never gets old and it's never cliche, never dull is St. Augustine talking about in confessions, you know, our hearts are restless till they rest in you, O Lord. Right. This idea that even when you're pursuing your relationship with God, the reason why it's hard for people initially is because Prayer is not like getting high. You're not going to feel an instant like, oh, you know, I, I feel elated and all, you know, on air and like I've got a jolt of lightning going through me or that following God can sometimes be hard. Sometimes you feel a little dry in prayer. Sometimes you feel sad. You really don't want to do it. But that constancy of pursuing that relationship, suddenly your life starts changing in such a better way. You will never look back to the vomit. You will look only to heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's tough. It's, it's exactly, I, the it's sophomoric, but I always use the analogy. It's like working out, you know, when you work out those first few times, it really sucks. It's not that fun. You know, you're looking yeah. in the gym and you're like, there's other dudes who are way more jacked than yeah. I am. And I don't think I could ever get to that. You're, point you're feeling, you're feeling the effects of being away from the gym for so long. Oh and yeah. That's what it is. And it's the same thing with prayer. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. When you first start praying, you feel the effects of being away from God for so long. You start to really look at and and yeah, you get to that crossroads where you're like, okay, I can keep praying. I can keep going to the gym or I just stop because because it's hard to face the truth. Oh, yeah. But, but that's not a good solution. You're still not going to feel you're not going to feel good afterwards. Oh, of course not. Yeah. And 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 you really got to keep. It's like when St. Simon of Serene is, is carrying the cross of the Lord and he's struggling, but it's like the only way that it's going to get better is if you keep going, you know, not if you stop, right? But yeah. if you just keep carrying it Gosh, and eventually at the end, everything will be good, you know? That's such a powerful scene in the Passion of the Christ. It when is. Simon and him lock eyes and he's like, it was after like he fell, I think the last time. And Simon kind of looked at him and was like, we're doing this. I'm with you. You know, and like you say that to God, you know, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're literally helping God at that point. And you're like, come on, brother, let's go. I got you. That's such a, that's such a power. That's such a powerful scene it is, is. is when, when Simon and him lock eyes and, uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, so we we went through all this. Probably, if you're still listening now, we haven't if we haven't pissed you off with our with our views and stuff. Uh, if you're if you're still listening, uh, 
you 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 might be thinking, oh wow, well we're just screwed as society. Look at the sin is at every corner. This and that, blah blah blah. Well, the good news is is that uh, God, the gates of hell will never prevail against uh, His church. Okay, Absolutely. so what can we do, Pinesap? What can myself, you, all the listeners out there, all the viewers out there? What can we do to get back on the path to stop eating the vomit? What what can we do to get back on the path to get back to the way, the truth, and the life? The biggest thing that that you can do is if you're eating, if if you're like the dog, right, and and you're the dog. The first and the most biggest and most important step is is surrendering to to God and saying that I I don't have it. I'm not the ubermensch. I'm not the overman. I'm not strong and and like a titan or like Atlas, you know, carrying the world on his shoulders. But I'm I'm weak. I'm the leper. I'm the the thief on the cross. I'm a tax collector. I'm an adulterer, and I am diseased, and I'm not strong enough. And only God, you are strong. And that initial act of saying, I'm not strong, God, and I I do need you more than ever. And I need you to be at the crux and the center and the manifold of every single thing that I do. Even as my breath draws from my lungs, I need you to compress and to expand them. And, 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 And giving yourself over in that total surrender and just saying, God, I need you and I want you more than ever is the first major step because at that point god will always say to anyone no matter how bad they've been no matter what they've done okay i have always been with you and i've always loved you and then from there it's the it's the constant saying yes to god you know i i i always say sam would you have a relationship with your father at all if when your father let's say walked downstairs every morning the only two words you said to him is, hey, dad, love you. And you didn't say anything else to him. Would you have a relationship with your dad? Would I have a relationship with my dad if if I said I love you and he didn't he didn't respond back? I, yeah. I, I, well, well, more so. More so. That's all you said. Hey, I love you. And then you didn't say anything else to him. Ever. I mean, it's, it's still a relationship, even if he doesn't respond. I, I'm still saying that I love you. Of course. You know? Would yeah. it be a very deep relationship, though? No, no, it would not. Right. Right. And And talking to God's the same way, right? God's our father. So if, if I'm only, if I only have like warm butterflies towards God and I'm like, well, you know, I love God, but I don't really want to take the time to talk to him or, or have any relationship with him. Well, it's, it's just like the example I gave, right? It's like, it's like saying to your dad, Oh, Hey dad, I love you. Like you're saying you love your dad. You don't hate your dad. Right. But you don't have that depth of relationship with him. Right. And through saying more to your father, as you were saying more to your heavenly father in prayer, that's how you get the depth. That's how you get the meaning and the, and the milk and the honey of your walk with God, because suddenly you've opened up to him and said, I do want a relationship with you in a very real way, not a static way where, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just wearing a crucifix and I, I say that I'm Catholic, but I, you know, never pray and stuff like that. I, you know, I'm the foremost who has done this, right? Where you can have all the exteriors, you can own all the icons in the world and all the statues, but it's like, 
if you're not saying more to your loving father than just, hey, I love you, and that's the depth of your relationship, do you really know God? And does, you know, he knows you, but do you know him and do you know how much he loves you? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, there's there's people out there that are probably thinking, oh, uh, God, I, you know, I say I love you to God all the time. I talk to God. He doesn't talk back to me. He's he, mm -hmm. he doesn't say anything. Well, God's God has said he loves you a bunch of times. God has said he loves us. We have scripture that says that that, that tells us uh, Jesus Christ did die for us. That That's a big way of saying the Holy Ghost walks among us this is this is the whole thing and you know what he's not going to come out and say oh but i love you pine sap you know i have a good day at school but you know <laughs> he's not going to do that but if you but if you learn to listen if you learn to look for the signs if you learn to he he is saying it right back to us absolutely and, and that that's the thing we we just have to we just have to shut up sometimes and 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 listen for it you know really look for it Oh man, this has been great. This has been great. I love this. Do you want to, you want to close with a prayer? That sounds great, Sam. You want to close with a prayer? I'm thinking of Pater Noster. I'm thinking of Ave Maria and uh, Glory Be. What do you think? That sounds excellent. Do you want to lead the prayer? Well, I, you know what? I tell you what, I tell you what, how about you leave the Pater Noster? I'll leave the, uh, the Ave Maria. I got her right here. Awesome. Behind me. And then, uh, and then we can, we can do, uh, we can do the Glory Be. Excellent. And, and English or Latin? Let's uh, let's do let's do both. Let's do one in Latin, one in English, and awesome. yeah, let's let's do both. Let's do awesome. both. So we'll do the potter. You you know what? You take the you take the Latin. I can take the English, um, version. And uh, yeah, so let's go with the Our Father. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pater noster qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniet regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora nobis pectoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. All Amen. right, brother. Pine Sap, uh, real quick, tell everybody where they can find you. Where yeah. Can they um, so I, uh, I, I, have a, I have a Twitter account. I can't remember what my – I mean, probably if you just do Pine Sap, you'll find me. Uh, I think it's at Pine Sap 3, though. Um, that is my Instagram handle, at Pine Sap 3. You can find me on there. I post a ton on there. And then on um, – telegram it's just t.me slash the narrow way and that's my main page i post from and uh of course on youtube just you google pine sap you'll find my channel in an instant or if you uh uh you know youtube spexo's name you'll find our show together logos triumphant
I got it down here for everybody at Pinesap3, Instagram, all that type of stuff. Awesome. Uh, man, thank you for coming on. Seriously, this is great. And uh, guys, everybody out there, if you have any questions, uh, I, I, I would defer to Pinesap. Definitely. Don't, don't be afraid. I mean, your door is always open if anybody wants to, you know, ask a question about the faith. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. You're, you're there. You're there. You're there for him. So, guys, this has been another episode of Sam Canton Zero's Underground America. We go live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, we'll see you next time. And after all, we go deep. I used to love podcasting, but I got out of it because everybody and their mother has podcasts. Ever since I stopped podcasting, I've moved out. I moved back into my parents' house. I'm in my parents' basement, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm also a struggling comedian. So, you know, a struggling comedian doing a podcast from his parents' basement, it's like unheard of. It's No one's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I feel, like, I feel like I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs>